0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Most of us recall the parable of the Good Samaritan. Even our government recognizes it. All our states have some version of what is called the Good Samaritan Law. But do you remember why Jesus told the parable? When you study the Bible, don't forget the who, what, when, where, and why. Those are basic questions we learn to ask in elementary school, and they are still helpful to our understanding the Bible today. Sometimes we rush to spiritualize or find the deeper meaning of every word within a passage. Now, there's room to do that, but often you miss the bigger points of what the word is trying to communicate when you skip over the basic questions of what is happening and who is involved. I'm not going to review the parable today. Rather, I want you to see Jesus rejoicing. Seventy disciples had just returned to him. They were first sent out by Jesus two by two into the towns ahead of their rabbi to preach the kingdom of God. Their mission proved successful, and Jesus praises God for his gracious will. After giving his disciples a final message, a lawyer stands to, as Luke says, test Jesus. This kind of testing was not unusual for Jesus. It was not unusual for any Jewish rabbi. The lawyer asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus asked him to repeat what the law says he must do. The lawyer responds with a faithful answer. In other words, he knew what to say. He knew the right answer. Jesus even says so. Then he says, do this and you will live. Now, is Jesus implying that the lawyer hasn't been doing this? Or is he encouraging him to continue doing what he knows is right? I say both. The lawyer goes on to ask another question in order to justify himself. That leads me to think that he wasn't living up to the commands in a way that Jesus would have thought was faithful. He may have even known Jesus would have something more to say. Now, I imagine the lawyer was just doing just enough to convince himself he was right before God. And that's when Jesus tells us the parable we all know. Just enough. Just enough is an attitude. It's an attitude you can take with how you worship. I'll show up just enough times to keep good with God. It's an attitude you can take with giving. I'll give just enough that I won't feel it. It's an attitude you can take with serving. I'll do just enough to feel like I've helped. Now, maybe I'm overstating it, But just enough is ruining the church. It's ruining our ability to transform the world. Just enough keeps us from sharing the kingdom of God in tangible, needed ways. I don't have the impression that the 70 disciples Jesus sent out had a just enough attitude. And look what happened when they came back. Think about what they saw. People often think of church as boring or irrelevant, maybe even discouraging. The truth is, those people who think that, well, they're not always wrong. And I think one of two things happen. One, they either see the fruit of just enough in our worship or in our service, because believe me, it shows. Or they come with a just enough attitude themselves. And can you imagine If both of those things are true at the same time, how can you make sure you don't live with a just enough attitude? Easy. Remember the who, what, when, where, and why. What question did the lawyer first ask? And what did Jesus say was right? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. The way to overcome just enough is to give God your all. Stay blessed.